What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernishan, joined as always by my colleague over at BlueChipScouting.com, Devin the Verified Jackson, the best co-host in the business. Devin, how you doing today, man? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, it, it's been a very, very exciting uh, couple weeks of college football. Um, you know, obviously, you know, NFL big news last night about Dak Prescott. We'll get to that in a second, but... Uh, college football is really ramping up and we're really getting into the, the nuts and bolts of draft season. And, uh, you know, some prospects are in, are definitely catching eyes and some are just falling and, and their stock is falling too. So, you know, it's, it's exciting time right now. Uh, we're about what a week and a half away, a little bit over that before getting the big 10 back. So once we have all of them back, you know, pack 12, a couple weeks later, it's really going to be a very interesting time and, you know, Twitter is already all over the place. Just imagine with a full slate of games of 30 plus, 30, 40 plus games, uh, that people have to keep up with. You know, it's going to be wild. So exciting for the time right now and, you know, ready to talk some ball, man. For sure, man. Obviously, um, so the plan for today is we weren't going to talk too, too much about, uh, the NFL. And of course, Devin and I decided on this yesterday. And then Dak Prescott had, one of the more gruesome injuries I can remember. So, I mean, listen, no one ever wants to see anyone get hurt. I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I hate the Cowboys with every fiber of my being. Dak is still one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's one of the easiest guys to root for. Um, I have seen some Eagles fans that are celebrating Dak Prescott's injury. I can assure you that those people, pardon my language, Devin, can go fuck themselves. I am not here for that type of shit at all. Never root for someone to get injured. Um, you know exactly which specific Eagles fan I'm talking about. I hate that dude with a with a burning passion. Um, but yeah, hopefully Dak's able to to rebound. It's just really disappointing because again, with him being on the franchise tag, you hope Jerry's going to do right by him, but it's Jerry Jones, and there's never any guarantee of that. So, to me, I don't think he should ever play in a Cowboys uniform again. I wouldn't. Um, the fact that he had to go through that gruesome injury, you know, trying to carry this team that is just bad, you know, just defense is the worst I've ever seen. Uh, probably top five worst defenses ever. Um, just in the fact they can't stop a soul and the fact that he literally had to throw the ball 50 times every single game. Like he averaged 50 attempts per game, uh, which is insane for a quarterback coming out of college that wasn't even thought of as a, you know, a throwing quarterback though. He was a running quarterback that, you know, thrived off play action and, and didn't have too, too big of an upside. And now he's elite. You know, yeah. I will say that he's elite. He's an elite quarterback. Uh, there is no doubt, especially after this season and the way that this season has gone, the comebacks that he's engineered, uh, that you could say is stat padding, but he's the one that throw, throwing the ball down the field and he's the they reason lead. they're in the game. Yeah. He's the reason they're even, they even have wins this season. You know, like he, he's really set the foundation and, uh, just who he is as a human being, man. You just don't want him to see him go through that. Uh, and, and it sucked, man. Uh, seeing his emotions, you could feel it. You know, you could feel how real it was and, and how much he, uh, cares about the game and how much he values the game. Uh, so for those, you know, saying he should have took the contract, anything like that, like I said yesterday on Twitter, man, uh, y'all are classless because at the end of the day, you take care of your, your players. You know, you take care of your players, especially if you want them around long term. 
And it seemed like every single person at organization except the front office wanted Dak Prescott there as a long-term option for the Cowboys. Um, and I, I just don't want to hear any, you know, fake caring from Jerry Jones and crew. Like if you really cared about that, cared about that man, you would have paid him, uh, point blank, simply. Uh, you paid Dak, Dak Prescott before and you paid Jalen Smith, who has been incredibly bad this season. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense for the Cowboys to do that to him. Um, and you know, I, I, like I said, I think he should leave, man. Uh, I don't think he will because he's just that loyal to the team and loyal to the organization that, you know, isn't loyal to him. Um, but, uh, you know, just prayers for his, his, uh, speed, man. And, uh, like you said, you don't want to see that happen to anyone. I don't care if you're in the same division as him, you know, and it opens up the division. It, it doesn't matter, man. You want to see him at full strength and playing. So, uh, like I said, prayers up to him and, and hopefully he gets a speedy recovery. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, going through the rest of the NFL, uh, just quickly, uh, Alex Smith plays his first game in almost two full years. So that was great to see. Um, Washington gets just mud hole stomped. Um, they're but bad. that they're bad, but that's not the, the big takeaway. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the Cowboys game is exactly how I predicted it to go. Uh, the Cowboys gave up ridiculous amounts of yards to Daniel fucking Jones. And it was bad it was, as well. It was bad. Uh, but they still eke out a win. Um, the Eagles, if I wasn't at work yesterday, I would have been drinking because Chase Claypool looked like freaking Calvin Johnson. Well, the fact that they try to put a linebacker on him was... Yeah, that's just disrespectful. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the day... I'm tired uh, I, of the I, Eagles playing like crap, man. They're now 1-3-1. and one. I know that, but the defense played like crap. But honestly, Carson Wentz probably had his best game of the season. The stat and line will show it. Two picks. I know, but listen, the second I know, one, I the know. second one wasn't really on him. The first one was though, but he played well, man. He played well despite I, despite him having to run for his life every play. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about another quarterback in college that keeps throwing interceptions. And uh, yeah, you know what? Why don't we start off with that? Why don't we start off with that? We'll talk about the top twenty-five in a second. But there's the game that you made me pick last minute on Friday. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take this opportunity to not dunk on the state of Mississippi again. Uh, (laughs) So, Kentucky versus Mississippi State. Now, Devin, when Mississippi State fans were all up in my mentions for the better part of an entire day two weeks ago, I had heard two things that when October started, Murderer's Row was not was never going to be a thing for them. Because remember, in October, we face Auburn, we or Alabama, or we face Texas A&M. Texas A&M is soft. We're not scared of Kentucky. They're trash. They lost to Auburn, who's also trash. Kentucky has now beaten Mississippi State, I believe, five of the last seven years. Kentucky beat you by 22 points while only putting up 153 yards of offense. You got run off the field by a team that couldn't move the ball. And that is absolutely hilarious. I'm just going to quickly move over to the the scoreboard itself so I can just throw some numbers out right now. 
uh, just kind of a brain dump. KJ Costello was benched, and then uh, his backup played so bad that he was put back into the game. Um, he threw the ball 55 times, Devin. He completed 36 uh, passes. Would you like to take a guess at how many yards he threw for? 180. Uh, 232. Which, I'm no math genius because I'm dyslexic, so 232 divided by 36 completions. Oh boy, he threw the, he completed, uh, on average for six yards. That's so That's like a chug, that's like a check down or out every play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I thought KJ Costello was gonna be, according to, according to Twitter, two weeks ago, KJ Costello was the best quarterback in the conference. He was like this year's Joe Burrow. Mississippi State was the best team in the conference outside of Alabama. Yeah, all of these are thumbs down. All of these are thumbs down. Remember, Mike Leach was the best con- was was the best coach outside of Nick Saban in the conference. He, he can't even out coach Sam Pittman. I'm trying not trying to hear it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but actually, that's not even an insult anymore. But go ahead. No. No, 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 it's not. It's not. And you know what? The Stoops-led defense by by Kentucky, they're good. Um, They intercepted Mississippi State six times. One for a touchdown. By the way, Mississippi State has now thrown a pick six in back-to-back games. Um, Back-to-back-to-back. Oh, did they throw one against LSU? They All right, so they have thrown a pick six. (laughs) Oh, yes, you're right. So they have thrown a pick six in every game this year, which is a joke in amongst itself. If LSU could play defense, they'd be 0 and 3. Um, would you like to Would you like to know how many interceptions Mississippi State has thrown in just three games this season? 11. 13. <laughs> 13. I think I could actually get through three games and not throw 13 picks. Boy, I, I swear, Mike Leach, he must be the Bruce Arians of college football. Oh, it gets even worse with with Mike Leach. I'm glad you mentioned it. It took record time for him to start throwing his own players under the bus. Because he was talking about how he needed to purge the roster. See, this is the this is the Matt Patricia shit right now. Because yeah, now, now they're trying to blame the previous regime for the mess they left, even though Mississippi State was competitive last year. Mm-hmm. Like, they were seven six last year. They they won a bowl game. They they might not even get the six wins this year. No, well no, they're not because it's a ten game season. But they may not get to five. They may not be a five hundred team. And, and all right, so KJ Costello threw for six hundred and twenty three yards in the first game of the year. All right, he has thrown for five hundred since. He has completed sixty passes. This reminds me so much of Kenny Hill back in the Texas A&M days. Had that one fantastic game to start off and then just played like straight up shit. And, and, and I'm sorry. Pour one out for Kylan Hill because they have ruined this man. He can't run the ball whatsoever because Mike Leach doesn't believe that running the ball is for anyone that actually matters. I'd like to see him try to explain that to Nick Saban, who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, cause I think that Najee Harris guy had a pretty good game on the ground. Uh, instead he gave Kylan Hill 15 catches, which is good. Kylan Hill's big question mark coming into this year was, could he catch? And yes, oh, yes he can. Yeah, he can catch for 15, sure. 15 catches for 79 yards though. Oh boy. The uh, Kentucky was able to get a consistent pass rush, only pushing three guys downfield. They dropped eight. 
SEC defenses are just really smart. Drop eight, rush three, boom, problem solved. Mike Leach can't put up points. LSU's going to throw five picks against Alabama, man. Dude, so they have A&M this week, and I was told that A&M was soft. I was told A&M was soft by Mississippi State. Yo. And we'll we'll see about that in a second. I hope A&M crushes them. Oh, my God. That would already already seal that bet for me with Mississippi. That would be like 200. They need like 250 yards on the ground, six sacks, three interceptions, two fourths from I need it all. So, so... uh, Again, I just I can't believe that Kentucky, a team that couldn't move the ball going into this game and couldn't move the ball in this game, beat Mississippi State by 22. And two weeks ago, Mississippi State fans were all about how, well, Kentucky's just trash. They've never been good. They're a basketball school. Well, first of all, they've owned you for the better part of a decade. And two, two. Then you lost to Arkansas, but your excuse was just that, oh, well, we out-trashed a trash team. What's your excuse now? What's the excuse now? Yeah, uh, simply put... There's just a lot of crying into bowls of Cheerios right now, man. There's just a lot of crying into Cheerios. Yeah, uh, last thought before we move on from this game. Look, Costello's really looking like a late-round pick, probably sixth-rounder, seventh-rounder, maybe. Get him out of here, man. Maybe even UDFA, but he's not better than Anthony Gordon. Is the XFL coming back? Oh, yeah, it's coming back 2022. He, he yeah, can be on a go. practice he squad. There. I don't even want him up here in Canada, man. I don't even want him up here in Canada. He's so not, bad. He's not, so but bad. Ser- nah, but seriously, he's not anywhere near Anthony Gordon, and Anthony Gordon didn't even get drafted, so he shouldn't get drafted at all. At, just, at, least the, at least the way he's playing right now, he shouldn't get drafted. Can all. I just say that Boogie Watson from Kentucky played out of his damn mind? Yeah. Zach Look, Pascal from, from Kentucky almost got a pick. That was like 90 yards, and this man is 285 pounds, yes. just chugging it. Yeah, Kentucky's defense, I, I told people before the season, they got some dudes, man. They got, they some, got dudes. some dudes. Tried to tell you, the offense, just forget about it. I'm sorry, Terry it's a, Wilson. It's, it's a it's shame. That offensive line is good. That 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 <laughs> team just came with the ball. They're banged up at running back, too. A.J. Yeah. Rose is out. Cavassier Smoke hurt his ribs. It's tough. But Anyone else, anyone else really hungry now? Smoke ribs? <laughs> Moving on, moving on. Uh, let's talk about the, the the top twenty-five, man. So, is there a better team? Is there a team in the stratosphere of Clemson right now? No. Yeah. Alabama is somewhere in the stratosphere, but the way they're playing right now, Here's I don't even thing. know Alabama can stop them. Here's the thing. So, with Clemson, every single game, it's the same thing. The offense is going to come out, put up points, and you can't score on their defense. You can't. Yo, yo, Darian Kendrick in uh, their other corner. I can't remember his name right now. They got some lockdown corners, man. Yeah, dude, Darian Kendrick's really progressed well. Yeah. Which, again, more proof. This corner class is really good. It's really good. It's deep. It's really, like, again, I wasn't high on Darian Kendrick entering the year, but he played well, man. Uh, that defense just bottled up Derek King. Yeah, I mean, ETN played out of his mind. His burst, man, in the open field is ridiculous. Like, he, the fact is, like, people were, like, saying before season, he's not that fast. He think he's a 4-6 guy. The, where he's a legit 4-4 four, four guy. He's legit also, four. also, Amari Rogers, man. 
this was a dude I had, wasn't even really on my radar. He was a third. He was a third guy last year behind Ross and T Higgins, and then Ross went down this year. And I'm just like, well, I guess they're just going to rely a lot on ETN, and they have. But Amari Rogers has played really well. Look, man, Trevor Lawrence is just he does just whatever different, he wants. He's just a different breed. He is of 37 quarterbacks that have thrown 85 passes. He has not thrown a single interception. He just <laughs> what? He's just Hello? a machine. He's just a machine, man. It doesn't even make sense. We we you know we ragged so much on him last year because of his decision making. Oh, he's like, okay, I won't throw a pick. He's dude. He's there like, are times where he's just like, you know what? You think I'm going to throw an incompletion? Screw you. I'm not going to throw an incompletion for the next quarter. This, this is sorry, the, I can't get my voice can't get down to Trevor Lawrence levels. Would you yeah. look at Trevor Lawrence and his voice does not match his appearance? You think he'd have a voice? At the at the deepest, like mine, but man, his voice is one of the deepest I've ever heard in human existence. For sure. Uh, but th- this isn't a comp, but he gives me major Aaron Rodgers vibes. Like, dude, he's just he automatic. just throws darts, just throws darts. Yeah, and he, and no picks. No, there's a reason he's been talked about as the chosen one for two ye- full years now. There's a reason why Kelly Bryant left Clemson. There's a reason why Chase Bryce left Clemson. He's a bum. <laughs> Sorry, not bum, but he's just not good. Uh, yeah, like Clemson just – Miami just – they never stood a chance in this game. They I mean, we we should have known no what was going to happen, but I think that our fantasy of wanting somebody to be close to Clemson was there. You know, Davos Sweeney saying his uh, – Remember two weeks know, ago when Cameron Harris was like the big breakout star? Nope. This it just seems like forever ago because Florida State shut him down to like 43 yards. He had three yards on eight carries in this game. They didn't even have a chance to run no. the ball. Nope. <laughs> they really had no chance. Nope. Yeah, that Clemson, that Clemson pass rush is nasty. Oh, man. Every Like, dude, they're replacing like nine starters from last year, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter with this team. Like, here's the thing. I put out a, a you know I put out a tweet saying that my top seventy five was updated. Clemson's only got two or three guys in that list. They're young and still kicking your ass. Yeah, a bunch of underclassmen kicking you. In. So that just lets you know that they're there to stay. It's a dynasty. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, I got very worried in this game. It's a good thing we said smash the over. When the, wasn't the over for, over under for this one 70? Alabama almost hit that themselves. They smashed it. Do you want to talk about Ole Miss or Alabama first? Uh, Ole Miss, man. Listen, Lane Kiffin, that was a hell of a hire. Um, because, listen, the defense may be shit, but the offense, good luck stopping them. Uh, I mean, Elijah Moore has already been stocking up. Uh, Kenny Yaboa is absolutely breaking out right now. Uh, compared to what he was used at Temple, he already has way more yards than he had last season. He's about to surpass his total production at Temple in what three, four games at Ole Miss already. So he's already he's a big. He stock already up. has. He already has. Yeah. Well, it, he he's already passed last year. Yeah. Uh, in everything but but catches and touchdowns, but everything else, he, like yards, average, everything. Yeah, he's averaging twenty three yards a catch. So. He's he's really a breakout star right now uh, in college football. Then Matt Corral, uh, I don't know where he is in terms of draft stock. Maybe he's he a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, he may be better suited to come out next year. 
maybe this year, if the quarterback class is weak, uh, but I think should go to stay another year and, and continue to build on that. But man, they got some, they got some dudes on, on that team, man. Uh, I really like Ole Miss and, and what they're bringing to the table. Uh, this kind of reminds me, this is like the land shark era with Hugh Freeze times two. Because uh-huh. now they're like even more lethal offensively. Defensively, they were much better back then. Uh, and it's going to take some time to get better defensively. Um, but they, Ole Miss is awesome, man. I, I love seeing Ole Miss being competitive. Ole Miss had two separate 100-yard rushers, Snoop Connor and Jerry Ely. Keep in mind, these are Matt Luke recruits, too. Wait till Lane gets his. Because well, he's going to be able to walk into any any anyone's you know uh, living room, any recruits living room you know in the southeast and go, look what I did to Alabama. Look what I did to Alabama with guys that I didn't even bring in. Are you in? Well, that and the fact Ole that Miss he's going to be a top twenty-five team in two years. The fact that and he's not scared to play freshman. Nope, he don't give a damn. If you good, you good. He playing you. He's going to find a way to get you on the field, especially if you're fast. So. Look, like I said, Ole Miss is going to be a problem. They're going to be way better than Mississippi State. They're going to own the Egg Bowl rivalry, period. Uh, let's talk about Alabama. Mac Jones, 417 yards. Dude, Mac Jones is balling right now. He's balling. Uh, I don't still don't see the upside for him as a starter in the NFL. I think he'll be a really solid backup still. Uh, it, it just hasn't you know moved the needle for me. He kind of reminds me of a bit. He, he gives me some Garner Minshew. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, maybe, you know, right now it's just tough to say because, like, yeah. the weapons at his disposal. I mean, I he, mean my God. Five, you got 205 yards, five touchdowns for Najee Harris. Five. Yeah, he went crazy. Uh, after fumbling early that. in the game, he, he definitely came back with a vengeance. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, uh, Devontae Smith is good. Uh, that offensive line, uh, Landon Dickerson. He is going to be a, a solid, solid uh, mid-round pick. They they got some dudes again on the offensive line, but to me, most impressively, Christian Barmore. He is going to be pushing for in, inside defensive lineman one. Dude, um, do you know how many top seventy-five players Alabama has for me right now? What seven or eight? Eight. I can list them to you. I can list them. So they got Najee. Actually, hang on. Let me go in order. They have three of my top 16. That's how good they are. They have Dylan Moses, Patrick Sertain, Jalen Waddle, Christian Barmore, Najee Harris, um, Devontae Smith, Alex Leatherwood. Uh, there's more. Deontay in- Brown. Deontay Brown. Um, there's probably more coming. There's more coming. Let's be honest. Yeah, this factory, man. so damn factory. good. Uh, so yeah, they won 63 to 48. We forgot to mention the Clemson <laughs> score. We just mentioned that they kicked Miami's ass. It was 42 to 17. I, I, think, I, I don't even think we need to mention the score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Ole Miss played it tough. Alabama got the fear of God put into them. And man, I can't wait for their game this week that we will talk about later. Yeah. Uh, well, later in the well, week we'll talk. But. I'll give a quick thought, but honestly, that game this weekend might have been, this past weekend might be harder than this one upcoming because it's just going to be a battle of, who is more physical and it's hard for, I don't know, Georgia's defensive line, offensive line really struggled against Tennessee's defensive line. Why don't we just segue into that game? Why don't we segue (laughs) into Georgia and Tennessee, man? 
It, it works because Georgia's number three in the, in the country. So, all right, Georgia versus Tennessee. I will be honest. I was not impressed with Georgia's offense at all. Nope. Um, they could not get pat. They could not get a push. Um, Samir White is not it. Not it, Chief. Yeah, Tennessee's defensive line. You had to give them credit, but man, I expected better from that Georgia offensive line. Same for Tennessee's offensive line. K. Mays and Trey Smith both got their ass whooped uh, by Georgia's defensive line. K. Mays was playing right tackle most of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's where they recruit him as. I don't oh, think I thought, he's, he's, I thought he was a right guard. The thing was right at guard. Georgia, he played so many. He played like every position on the mm, offensive okay. line. So he's like a Swiss Army knife. So he's a better suit of guard for sure. Yeah. There's no way he can be a tackle. He, he got can, he got worked by Aziz. Uh, yeah. O- he, he cannot. Ojolari, I think is his yeah. Name? He cannot be. He cannot uh, handle speed rushers at all. No, nope. no. Nope. He needs to be moved inside. Uh, Jared Garantano, not it. Not it. Not nope. it. No nope. one said he was. Tennessee couldn't get the run, couldn't get the run game going at all. Uh, I mean, that was an issue. Rate, yeah. But uh, Josh Palmer uh, bailed out Garantano a few times. Uh, his stock is going up, but Samir White stock down. Twenty-two carries, fifty yards. Couldn't get anything going. Doesn't him have stock that down. Ben Cleveland stock down. The only Georgia offensive lineman that played well was their center. I can't remember his name right now. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that played well. Everybody uh, else stocked up down. For Georgia's defense, Monty Rice. Uh, he's playing like a man possessed right now. Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes. Absolutely. I was low on him coming into the year. He had bad, you know, bad ball skills, was too handsy. He's not handsy now. He He's really worked on his technique, and he's just blanketing wide receivers. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, uh, the edge rusher, he had two sacks. He worked uh, Cade Mays all game. Richard the Count, jeez, um, man, I need to watch him more specifically. He's a, cause he's a baller. He, he's apparently been playing out of his mind. Uh, Jordan Davis, uh, he just he worked Trey Smith. Um, another candidate to be like a probably late first round pick. Tyson Campbell, he did some Tyson Campbell things. He he looked good at times. He he looked a little iffy at times. Uh, a lot of the production from Josh Palmer came on uh, Tyson Campbell. But man, that 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 Georgia defense is going to be really fun to watch especially next week against uh, uh, Alabama but Tennessee they just they're not ready for that leap no. just well, yet they need they, they need more recruiting they remind me of early LSU under Orgeron yeah like defense defense is good missing the quarterback missing the game changer at quarterback uh it it really is disappointing that Garantano is just not he's just not it man uh too many mistakes he makes every time you know he just makes way too many bad plays pocket awareness pocket awareness is zero I mean it's just all bad you know and I feel for Tennessee fans man because that first half you had to be encouraged that they were going to get it done second half they came out flat Garantano turned the ball over two times in a row and then all hell broke loose for for Tennessee. This defense that was they held them to a field goal, but then they scored a touchdown, and then another touchdown, and then a defensive touchdown from Georgia. That was a backbreaker. Um, so you had to get credit to Tennessee's defense. They did everything they could. That offense gave them no hope in the second half. They'll be good. They're just not ready yet. They're just not ready yet. But they did show they're legitimate. Yep. <sighs> Remember how we were talking about the march to the SCC championship? 
was between Florida and Georgia. Yeah, the hell, all roads lead to Georgia at this point. Um, I, we weren't uh, impressed with Texas A&M whatsoever, but they 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 took uh, it to Georgia. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Kellamon has played 39 games as a college starter. Do you know if he's good yet or not? Because I don't. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like he'll have games just like this, and then next week he's gonna throw 11 for 25. 212 yards, two picks, and one well, no, rushing he, touchdown. Well, no, because he's got Mississippi State, so he's not going to. I'm saying, but that's just how he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. He's inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. Um. He he put it all together. That's he put it all together against Florida because this is what they could do. He just misses so many passes, like easy money passes. The weapons he has, if he had a uh, Jamon Osborne, too, as well, a receiver. I mean, they're they tight might end. Be be really good. I like their running back, Isaiah Spiller. No relation to listen, CJ. I had to look that up. Listen, no relation to CJ Spiller. He is the best Spiller since CJ. And he honestly might be better because CJ was all speed. Yeah. he 27 carries, 174, two he touchdowns. Was, he's big, dude. He was bullying He's like 6'2", 230 or something like that. He's a big dude. We like um, Florida uh, Ventrell Miller. He got bullied by Spiller. Yes. No. <laughs> also, you know? also, who I don't know. I didn't know who Caleb Chapman was coming into this game. Into this game. Sorry, my headphones just decided to blare an ad in my ear. Um, but yeah, Caleb Chapman nine for one fifty one. He six, worked a, Marso, Marco Wilson. He's a six five receiver. He is going to be a tight end. He has the body for a tight end. Well, no, he's only one ninety five. He's going to put on some weight. <laughs> I don't, I don't, he's big. Uh, I don't know if he has that big of an upside. I didn't really see too much speed for him, but he has the size and can box out defenders for sure. Uh, but he had a big, big touchdown catch to tie the game up. Uh, that defense, man, they, they, they're not great, but they make timely plays. Yeah. They make timely plays. Uh, so I guess people are already go- jumping off of the Kyle Pitts bandwagon because he went like oh, the third no. quarter with that. It's not even his fault. It's no. not his fault at all. He's still tight end two for me. I mean, I know he's tight end one for you uh, yes, and many other people. Um, but to me, I think it's more of like Texas A&M just outplayed them. Uh, yeah. Kyle Pitts in the second half just wasn't sharp. Nope. You know, he looked he good had first, his first half. Bad game. Yeah, he looked sharp first half, second half not great. Uh, and I think that's the mixed bag that you're going to get with Kyle Trask. You know, he could he can play well for stretches, but I just don't know if he has that ability to do it for a full game you know even even the wins he's kind of let up in the second half he's not like joe burrow where joe burrow is like automatic (laughs) it didn't matter what quarter what what time of the game it was he's throwing dimes uh kyle trask he has a bit of a weaker arm uh doesn't have great mobility so i don't know man i really don't know uh with this quarterback class that's why i'm kind of waiting for the pac-12 to come into the mix as well before i start Naming who QB four is, you know yeah. Zach Wilson is getting some hype, but man, it, the QB four is still up in the air in my opinion. I don't think Kyle Travis has it locked by any stretch of the imagination. Let's move on to the next one. Um, I watched very little of this game, but I will tell you, Tamori and Terry finally had his first big boy game this year. Yeah, it he, didn't he, matter he was, though because Florida State still sucks. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he definitely uh, joined the twenty twenty party and dealing with some injury, but he he definitely made some big plays. Uh, Florida, 
does Notre Dame's defense do it for you? Because it doesn't do it for me. No, just the one guy, uh, Jeremiah Os. Awusu Karamo. Yeah, he's, you he's always a, love to bring up these names that you can't say. I know, I know, but it's, it's just like it's they, just their name. I just can't do it. Um, uh, but he's good. He's he's really good on that defense. Yeah, but he was working uh, a North Carolina State transfer in Nick McLeod. Yeah, rough. Um, yeah, I mean Florida State hung around. Notre Dame isn't that impressive. We know what's going to happen when they play Clemson. They're gonna get mud hole stomped. It is is inevitable. Oh yeah, I'm 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 not bought in on Notre Dame just yet. Um, Whoever does, never (laughs) should you ever. No, no, you shouldn't. Let's talk about North Carolina versus Virginia Tech. Incredibly fun game. Uh, I thought this game was over at halftime. It was like 35-14. I'm like, okay, well, I guess Virginia Tech's just gonna take that ass whooping. Then Hidden Hidden Hooker, oh, damn, I can't even say his name. Hendon Hooker. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. He oh, came in the game yeah. and uh, he really turned the game around for Virginia Tech. Finally healthy and available. Um, he definitely gave him a spark. Khalil Herbert, uh, what I was telling you about, he looks good. He looks like a Chris solid running back. Darasaw out here throwing defensive linemen, legitimately throwing them. He'd sent a dude into orbit like. <laughs> Love that kid. Uh, North Carolina's running backs. Yeah, Michael Carter is a, a dog. Yeah. Are the other ones Javante Williams? I don't think. Yeah, he's, he's, he's nice. Michael he's Carter, nice. 17 carries, 214. Two touchdowns. I just said before we went on air that the running back class doesn't impress me. Maybe. I said in the summer that Michael Carter was a name to watch out for. Did I not? I'm being proven right everywhere, man. Mississippi State still trash. Michael Carter, name to watch out for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so North Carolina won this one 56-45. Man, there yeah. were a lot of these, like, like some of these these games, you would think they were NCAA basketball games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ain't no defense um, in college Sam, Sam Howell looked good. Uh, of, you know, obviously, you're still waiting for Slovis and Daniels to get back on the field, but. Uh, he, he's, he's getting a little head start on the 2022 class there. Absolutely. Uh, like someone said, he has a bit of a Baker Mayfield to. Kinda does. He, he has a bit of a Baker Mayfield in this game, man. Moving on to the next one. Arkansas almost pulls back to back upsets, loses in a controversial one to Auburn. Yeah, Auburn should have lost that game. Auburn I mean, let's, that let's game. be real. It's a fumble. It's a let's fumble. be real. It was a he fumble. Fumbled the snap, which makes it a live ball, which now means you can't spike it. Well, no. technically, technically, he could have rolled out well, and, actually, and tried to make something happen. Well, but. according to the rules, if he spiked it forward, it's inten- it's intentional grounding. It's a penalty, which is what they called. But he spiked it behind him, which now makes it a lateral and a fumble. Yep. That was recovered by Arkansas. Arkansas should have won this game. Their own – the SEC's own rule experts said that they screwed up. Arkansas should be two and one. That is a sentence I can't believe I just said. Yep. Sam Pittman has these boys playing well. Felipe Franks, man. Who Felipe, is that man? Felipe Franks is better than KJ Costello. Oh yeah. I mean, twenty-two of thirty, three eighteen, four touchdowns. No one would have thought that coming into. No, the not at all. Not at all. <sighs> Sam Pittman got these got these boys bought in. Bought. Love to see it. 
Sure. They played Georgia close. They beat Mississippi State on the road. They almost beat Auburn on the road. The, remember when the season, when the schedule was released and everyone went, man, what, who, who did Arkansas piss off to get that schedule? Yeah, but they like, <laughs> y'all, y'all better start sleeping on this. Uh, wait, wait till uh, you start getting his oh, own recruits. Geez, they got Mississippi next too. <laughs> they don't have a single easy game. No, they don't. They don't have a single. And they couldn't they, get Vandy. <laughs> no, no, no. Their easiest game is probably Missouri. They couldn't get Vandy? Damn, at, that's fucked up. Dude, at one point they faced, like, Alabama, Tennessee, and Texas A&M in straight weeks. That team is going to it's gonna suffer some controversy, but they're they're going to be one of – they might be one of those teams. They might they, be – They're going to be better than their record shows at the end of the year, but, man, Auburn. They're going to be like Purdue of last year. I still don't buy Auburn. I don't. I don't. I, I can't. Oh, I can't. It's not it. I don't know how many times I have to say that. He is not it, man. Like, nope. people tried to tell me for a season he might be 2022 QB1, maybe in another lifetime. Not in this one. Yeah, man. Nothing about his tape. I'm not going to make a joke. I'm not, I, I actually decided for once to pass on the joke. So. Nothing nothing in this tape right now says he's he should be a top quarterback next year. You know who is talked about as a top quarterback for this year now and is getting major buzz? And our guy Dante Colinelli started the hype train? The Mormon Manziel himself, Zach Wilson, 22-30, 2 two touchdowns. Sure, BYU barely beat UTSA. Who cares? All right. Zach Wilson is legit. Top 50. That's right. I said it. Top 50. Yeah. I mean... There's no arguing that right now. I know a lot of people are trying to discredit him because based off his competition and whatnot, Doesn't but matter. bro, bro, you just play who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. These are the same people that love Jordan Love. The same like, people I'm, that the same people that love Trey Lance. Exactly. So I'm I'm not trying to hear it, dog. Um at all. And so I'm not trying to say, discredit I don't can, love yeah, or Trey Lance. I'm just yeah, saying you y'all can in Y'all can miss me with the competition BS because Bro, it do not matter. <laughs> it really does not matter. Like, if you make tight window throws, you make tight window throws. It There is no, like, oh, but it wasn't against an SEC defense or it wasn't against an ACC defense. It's like, bro, you're just playing football. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, the dudes may be a little faster, but you if you got the arm talent, it, you can make up for it, man. Yeah, so, BYU, they'll, they'll go undefeated. Zach Wilson, he's... Can I say that he's a Heisman contender? I think he might be a Heisman contender. I mean, the thing is, they're just not going to give it to him. They're not going to give it to him. But, but he should be. He should be there. All right, Devin, I want to run something by you for this next game. I was listening to SiriusXM. I was listening to ESPNU. Barrett Salee said that LSU's biggest loss from last year, it's not Joe Burrow. It's not Jamar Chase. It's not Joe Brady. It's not Justin Jefferson. It's Dave Aranda. Because Bo Pelini is overcoaching that team, and now they don't know what to do. I would say absolutely. Uh, I don't even know why we hired Bo Pelini, first of all. Uh, he wasn't that great the first time around. So I, I don't understand what they thought he was going to do coming in. Uh, but, yeah, the definite, the definite biggest loss right now is Dave Aranda because – he actually had them in a right position making plays. Now they're just lost. They can't tackle. 
Uh, Derek Stingley's like, F it. I don't want to tackle either. So right now the defense is just poor. I don't even want to talk too much about this game, but Terrace Marshall, man, uh, he's a major, major stock up, uh, for all the players in college football. He might have, he may take the biggest lead, you know, um, he's been great. And with Missouri, the, one of the biggest things that a, a rookie head coach can, can do in his first year is find success with a quarterback. That Connor Bazalek kid, he's good. He's really good. He's going to be someone to watch for the future. And you know what? He, he's just a freshman, to, right? He is a uh, redshirt freshman. Uh, but kudos to Eli Drinkwitz for going, you know what? I don't care that Sean Robinson uh, came over with the last regime. He's not good. I'm not going to tether my program to him. Let's bring in the, let's bring in the, the young kid. Uh, LSU's defense is a mess. It's just a complete mess. Speaking of a mess, Devin, did you watch the Red River sh- shootout? I watched the second half. It was a complete mess. So, Spencer Rattler gets hurt. Sam Ellinger still sucks. Keontae Ingram finally shows up. Uh, Charleston Rambo still is MIA. He's just non-existent. Um, neither of these teams can play defense. It went exactly the way we thought, where it was way too high scoring, and Oklahoma pulled out the win because Texas, well, they decided to pretend that this game mattered. And as uh, Matt Miller said, when Texas pretends that the game, when the game matters to Texas, they always play like crap. <laughs> um, went to four overtimes. Honestly, stock down. Uh, for Oklahoma's defense still. Like, I'm just going to keep stock down in their guys until, like, Ronnie Perkins and, and Deshaun White are unrecognizable. Yeah, uh, uh, Ronnie Joseph Perkins Sy didn't play, though. Well. Hmm? I said Ronnie Perkins didn't play, though. I know, I know. Uh, Joseph Asai, uh, he, he played well, but it's against Oklahoma's offensive line, which is not very good. I'm sorry, it's just not. It's just not. Um... Caden Stearns didn't play. He's been kind of missing all year. Every time I want to get excited about a Texas team or think that they might have a chance of being back, they're not. This is still another average Texas team. I think the message with Tom Herman has gone completely stale. Don't Wouldn't be surprised if, if Texas, because they still have more games that they can lose on the schedule. I'm looking forward now. They got at Oklahoma State, West Virginia's playing well. They got at Iowa State and at Kansas State. Yeah, uh, for some reason, Kansas State might be undefeated going to November. Uh, what? <laughs> what? They, just, they lost to Arkansas State and said, no, you know, we're actually going to be good in conference this year. Uh, but yeah, Texas, man, not it. Uh, they're not, not, it, back. not back. <laughs> uh, Sam. I saw people trying to defend Sam Ellinger. He's not it. Been saying he's not it. There's no Sam surprise Cosby there. Sam didn't even play all that well either. Yeah. I mean, for me, the only takeaway is that Spencer Rattler may have hit his stride finally. And yeah. he, he may, like, really take off and, and be dangerous. Now, we're just going to touch on this one quickly because, honestly, this game did, did not matter. Iowa State... Doubles up Texas Tech. Brees Hall, still good. Brock Purdy played yeah. his first good game in a while. Yeah, well, he, he played really well, but it's Texas Tech's secondary. It is Texas Tech's secondary, that is true. I mean, they just gave up, what, 63 
65 or however many they gave to Texas and they lost and and with like what two scores in the final three minutes. So I nah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of these prospects, man. Let's talk about some of these stock up guys. Uh, and the way I'm, I'm looking at it, man. If I were to like, if you were to tell me these guys were really good coming to the year, I would have doubted you. Or have my questions. We'll do both stock up and stock down. But we'll start with some stock up guys. For one, Jalen Water. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he's clearly the second best wide receiver in in, in the class. Uh, we'll wait till Purdue starts up because they got Rondale Moore, and I cannot wait to watch more of Rondale Moore. Fully healthy, he's back. Um, so he's one of my one. Christian Darasaw. I've mentioned it now for the past two podcasts. He's a top fifty player. He's top fifty. He's out there mauling grown-ass men. Um, Jabril Cox, to an extent, I know some people talk about him as, like, he's this first-round player. He's not a mid-second-round guy, like a borderline top-50 guy. But he's improved a lot since the time at North Dakota State because he was, frankly, quite bad at North Dakota State. I didn't see the hype around him at all. At all. He's played better in LSU's defense, which is funny because nobody's played well in LSU's defense. Um, Asante Samuel Jr., three picks on the season. I know two came in the first week, uh, another one against Jacksonville State, but he's played really well. Um, and Devin, your favorite name in this entire class, Amen Agbogmamiga. Devin just did the, just did the fist raise at that one, because Devin can't say that name. Uh, actually, you know what? Can I be honest? All... Of Oklahoma State's defense, they're they're just any of their draft eligible prospects. Kobe Harvell Peel, I think he's playing like a solidified day two pick. Yeah, he's he's my favorite of the prospects, probably. I think that Rodarius Williams, legitimately, I think coming into the year he was probably like I think he was like my twelfth ranked corner or thirteenth. I've got him ahead of guys like Paulson Adebo, Israel Mukwamu. He's a top ten corner in this class easily. I think that if this keeps up, now again, their their game this week against Baylor has been postponed due to the hurricane. But with Oklahoma State, if he's able to like have a breakout game against a Texas or an Oklahoma or, or against Oklahoma, Greedy's little brother might be might be pushing round one conversation. Yep, I agree. He's playing so well. Calvin Bundage is even playing really well too. Listen, I don't know where I'm at on him just yet. I'm still figuring out. I'm still figuring out what his like. To me, him and Charles Snowden are in the same position, right? They're like edge rushers slash linebackers, but they don't really, you know, one isn't, you know, over the other, you know, so to speak. Um, you know, they're not better at one or the other. Uh, but he's really getting after the 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 passer this year really well. I think he has three and a half sacks so far oh, yeah. on the season. Uh, so he looks good. He finally he's finally healthy. Um, I think he'll he'll probably be a day three pick at this point. Um, but uh, he he could continue to raise it if he continue to play as well. I'm gonna throw two more at you, and then I'm gonna let you you go with your guys for for stock up. First one, edge two is solidified, man. I don't care what anyone says. It's not an open competition. It's not Carlos Basham. It's not Quincy Roche. It's not Joseph Asai. It's Patrick Jones. And I've done been telling y'all since like June, since like June. That Patrick Jones ain't no joke. All right? And he's doing this without the guy 
beside him that was commanding a lot of attention on pass sets last year, and that's Jalen Twyman. Patrick Jones, edge to pushing top 20 player, man. Pushing the top 20. And this is beside the obvious ones like Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask. We wanted to go a little bit deeper. But Patrick Jones, seven sacks already on the season. And last year it was either he was a complete non-factor, no sacks, no TFLs, or it was like a trip to Costco because he was getting like three or four. He's gotten a sack or at least a half a sack in every game so far this year. That's impressive. Impressive yeah. for sure. He's doing it. And again, the guy that was beside him collecting a lot of double teams that he could go one-on-one in Jalen Twyman, he's not there. I think he might be drafted before Jalen Twyman now. I wouldn't be surprised. I think I think he's definitely the case. And then one more that I'm going to throw at you, Aleem McNeil. The D-tackle, NC State. I know this is one of your guys. He had a big boy touchdown. Pick six for the defensive tackle wearing 29, looking like a boss. NC State, I'm sorry. I thought y'all were going to be bad. You're not. I apologize. He's just so good, man. I think he's he's probably. I thought he was maybe going to be like a fourth, fifth, sixth rounder. He could push day two. He could push into day two. For sure. Uh, For me, uh, first one, uh, kind of a homer here, but uh, Terrace Marshall is definitely a big stock up. Um, Has played really well in the absence of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And he's been the go-to receiver for LSU, uh, simply. Obviously, him and Eric Gilbert are the two main guys for Miles Brennan. And Miles Brennan's playing well. Um, he's, he's definitely helping his stock out a bit by playing well for LSU this season. Uh, wasn't great on the fourth and goal, uh, really on, on any of the, the last four plays of the game. He just wasn't good. But we'll, we'll get to that some other time. Maybe later, later out of the season, because I refuse to talk about that game anymore. Uh, anyway, uh, Terrace Marshall is a big stock up. Uh, he's really played well and may play his well his way into the first round. Um, I don't know, just I don't know where he sits at right now. Uh, it's really tough compared to some of the other guys in the class right now. Uh, some guys that we haven't seen play like Bateman and Rondell Moore, but he's definitely making a name for himself. Uh, another one for me, uh, Reggie Roberson. Uh, despite him getting injured, he definitely helped his stock this year. I think that he showed that he's more of just a long. Uh, play threat, and he can run the the intermediate routes as well, and he can take simple slants to the crib. Uh, he did that for SMU, and uh, you know, despite him being injured and potentially being out for the season, uh, I think he definitely helped his draft stock and show teams what he's made of. Um, now, uh, heading to the tight end position, uh, I had two guys for you for the tight end position. Uh, I actually did an article on both of them. Uh, Kenny Yaboa, I mentioned him earlier in, in the uh, podcast. Ole Miss tight end uh, already surpassed mo- almost all of his production of last year, and uh, he's he's showing that he has some long uh, some long speed. You know, he's not he's just a guy. He's almost surpassed his career at Temple this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Wild. Uh, it's amazing what happens when you have a offense that spreads the ball around. You know, like NFL teams like to do. Uh, but you know, Temple's more of an old school type team. But you know, he's really helped his stock. And then another NC State, NC State guy, the whole entire team is really mostly a stock up because they've they played out of their minds under Dave Doran. Uh, but uh, Kerry Angeline, he also a tight end, uh, 6'7", 250. 
more than a prototypical tight end, you know, one that isn't going to beat you with long speed, but has a really nice length and body uh, to box out defenders in a red zone can be a really nice red zone threat for a team. Uh, probably is going to be the second tight end that you throw out there for your team and, and definitely a special teamer um, to the start of his career. Um, but he's, he's going to be special, man. I, I really like him and I really hope to see him down at the senior bowl. Definitely like to talk to those two guys. Um, and then offensive lineman wise, uh, Landon Dickerson, you know, he's definitely a stock up guy, uh, a team, you know, in Alabama that has the, the skill positions, you know, obviously certain Waddle, Devontae Smith, um, you know, even Christian Barmore, you know, some of those, those skill guys, but in the trenches, he's really doing work and, uh, he's shown himself a, a nice value pick on late day two, early day three, uh, someone that can be a plug and play. And probably could play one of the guard spots as well. He plays center right now, but he has some guard uh, experience as well. So he's a big stock up. Uh, and linebacker wise, he's a bit small, but uh, Tony Fields is second for yes, West Virginia. He's done so well at West Virginia. Yeah, he's man. he's played really well. I mean, you can put you know the Stills brothers on there as well, um, especially Darius Stills. Uh, he's played out of his mind this year, but uh, Tony Fields the second has really really played well for West Virginia. Um, I think I have one more. Uh, let me make sure to see. I'm not missing anybody, uh, that I've been mentioning. Um, yeah. I th- oh, and, and, uh, of course, uh, Eric Stokes. Yeah. He's a big stock up as well. Uh, obviously, you know, he's a bit of a bigger name, but he's definitely played well too. Uh, some names that I want people to keep in mind. Uh, Boston college has a nice quarterback in Phil Jakovic. Uh, he's, he played really well yesterday and has played well this season. Uh, I believe he's a redshirt sophomore, could come out this year. Uh, but he's probably going to be a, a guy for next year and he's probably going to be one of those, uh, second or third tier guys that will be in this quarterback class. But he has some, he has some, he has a nice arm and, and mobility and he can make some really nice throws as well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with this 2020 class. Uh, you can really go a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, Michael Carter's impressed as well, like you said. Um, but there's also been some underclassmen, you know, that aren't going to be eligible that have, have really made a name for themselves as well. So you can already start getting ahead for 2022 as well. Yeah, man, for sure. All right. Let's talk about some guys that, uh, have, have either kind of stagnated or in some cases that their stock has dropped. Um, I've talked about it before. I think that two of the guys that have been playing at quarterback where their stock has definitely dropped has been Brock Purdy and Desmond Ritter. Uh, these were two guys that I was really hoping to see more from this year. And while Brock Purdy had a good game this uh, this week, uh, he's just still far too inconsistent. Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati is ranked eighth in the country kind of in spite of Desmond Ritter. Uh, they're not winning really because of him. They're winning with him. That's a good – that's just a well-coached team. I think Luke Fickle's gone uh, in probably about two months because of one of these bigger job openings <clears throat> Texas. Um, I don't know. Just a thought. Just throwing that one out there. USC maybe. Um, yeah, so that that's definitely one. Um, you and I were talking about this before we went on air. The running back class, man. Outside of Chuba, Najee, Travis Etienne, uh you know, Jerdy Brown hasn't played yet because the Big Ten hasn't started up. Kenneth Gainwell already declared. That next tier, nobody really stepped up. Kylan Hill, he's become 
uh, he's become a slot receiver. They don't run him the ball at all. Um, you know, then we have guys like, you know, again, CJ Verdell, Jared Patterson, their season hasn't started yet, but like Javian Hawkins, he's, he'll rip off a long run, but then he won't do anything else. And he can't pass protect because it's too damn small. He might be one of the worst pass protecting backs I've seen ever. Uh, Puka Williams, no. Steve, uh, you know, uh, Rakeem Boyd from Arkansas. And he, I mean, that's become the Felipe Frank show in Arkansas. Justin Henderson, someone that we liked, we had on this show. He's not done anything. Louisiana Tech's not giving him the ball. They're not blocking. It's just been rough. So the running back class as a whole has taken a bit of a hit. Can I tell, can I give you a guy whose stock has fallen and he hasn't even played? Walker Little. <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly why Walker Little's stock has fallen. Because Unlike Penny Sewell, who could declare for the draft, Pac-12 comes back, and he stays declared, he's shown enough to, to say, yeah, I'm the top t- tackle in the class. No one's challenging me. Or I'm guaranteed to go first round. Guaranteed to go top ten. I don't need to show you anything else. What Walker Little has shown me on tape is that he's a mid to late day three guy. He's borderline draftable in my, in my mind. I actually think he might be the most overrated prospect I have ever seen in my entire life. He is still getting first-round hype. He has barely played a snap in a now at a year and a half because he got injured in week one last year. And if you go back to his tape two years ago, he sucks. He's absolutely terrible. So I expected that when the Pac-12 announced it was coming back, he would come back. He has instead said no. He's going to stay out, which to me, I mean, that has only confirmed that he kind of doesn't really want to play. He doesn't want to risk being even worse than he already is. He's getting that first round hype, and I don't understand why. He's straight up bad, but like when the Pac-12 comes back, there's Abraham Lucas from Washington State. That could be someone that, that's picked ahead of him. There's Donovan Lai from uh, Arizona. That could be someone that's picked ahead of him just from his own conference. He's not doing anything to help his case. He's been bad in his time. He needed to come back. He didn't. A guy that at all, the offensive line that has played, that has just not played well, Jackson Carmen from Clemson, man. He got benched. He got benched against uh, against Miami. He's his His focus just isn't there. He's not playing as well. He's fallen just a bit. Um, I mentioned it earlier, the Oklahoma State, sorry, the Oklahoma kid, uh, Deshaun White, he's not played all that well um, at all. And then Israel uh, Mukwamu at South Carolina mentioned it earlier, uh, just hasn't played as well, more of a traits guy. And then two guys that just can't stay on the field at safety and Andre Sisco and Caden Stearns. They've been jumped by Paris Ford. Uh, Stearns, even when he has played, just has not been anything like he was hyped up to be. Yeah, I mean, the safety class, in my opinion, just hasn't been great. Um, I would even say that Trayvon Morig is a stock down guy right now. Hasn't made too many plays so far this season. Uh, really hasn't had his name flashed that well, that much as well. Uh, just not being that guy we thought he might be. I think our Darius Washington is the better safety of the two. Um, and think he'll get picked higher. Uh, Morig, he's just not doing it for me. 
Um, so he is a stock down guy. KJ Costello is a major stock down. Did he um, add stock? Uh, he did after the LSU game. Oh. <laughs> and and people and, and people did and people did uh, have stock this summer and said that he was going to raise up. Uh, but yeah, but listen, man, I, I'm just not impressed. I'm just not impressed with what I see right now. And the fact is, it's not even the fact that, you know, his stats, he's just not making great decisions. He has talent around him. He has got like eight picks already. Yeah. And he has great talent around him, but his pocket awareness isn't great. Uh, he just, when he's under pressure, he just makes mistakes. And as a quarterback, if you want to get drafted, man, you got to thrive under pressure and he's not. So he's a stock down for me. Um, Another guy that is uh stocked down for me, uh Cade Mays. Uh I don't I just don't think he matches the height that he gets. Uh he struggles against speed rushers, uh and he just mauls people that are smaller than him, you know, by using pure strength. But when it's equal competition or he has a disadvantage from the size, he doesn't know how to adjust. You know, he still plays too high and he gets beat uh, a little bit too much for my liking. So I just don't like what I see right now from him. Uh, and I think that his stock is falling. I think that move from Georgia is actually hurting him rather than helping him. You know, he had a, he had a solid game, you know, in, in run, run blocking. He's a great run blocker. You know, he'll do fantastic in that. But when it comes to pass protection, he's just not, he's just not it, man. Uh, so that's disappointing, you know, from that perspective. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, you know, it, it sucks, but it, it's the harsh reality. Um, and then, uh, somebody else for me, I mean, like you said, a running back class hasn't been great. Um, and I, I'm just disappointed in Keontae Ingram. I know he had a better game, you know, last game, but I was really expecting him to take that next step and, uh, you know, really get to the, you know, third round right now. He looks like a fifth, sixth rounder. If that, you know, just on the, on the name alone, uh, from being from Texas, you know, he, he's a stock down guy for me as well. Uh, someone that, like I said, I expected to play well and has it. Um, and it, it's just been disappointing to, to see for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys that may be stock down for me as well. I think we may have touched on them over the course of this podcast, but uh, I think that's all I can think of right now. Yeah, man. Uh, we, we touched on a lot of guys, and of course I had a, a, a big list of guys, because, but there's been more stock up than there has been stock down for the Simple fact that a lot of guys, you know, are just getting jumped due to the fact their conference hasn't opened yet. Um, except for Walker Little. Um, yeah. I need someone to explain to me the Walker Little hype like I'm five. Because I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, that's going to do it for today, guys. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. Devin, as he mentioned earlier, got that uh, um, piece on Carrie Angeline as well as Kenny Yaboa. Look out. Uh, it's probably going to come out on Tuesday, so look out tomorrow for my NFL uh, predictions. By the way, these the, one of the major reasons we didn't talk about the NFL today, um, not enough games played because there was one that was moved to next week. There's... You know, all these, you know, game on Tuesday for crying out loud. Um, it's just a, a mess to try to keep, keep track of all the movements. So we just uh, decided to, to do something else this week, especially considering we're at the quarter mark of the season. Um, 
So yeah, look out for that. Um, also going to be dropping some rankings um, probably in the next couple of days. So yeah, look out for that. Um, we will talk to you on probably Friday. Uh, that's been a good good setup for us. I also have Friday off, so I don't have to worry about it being at like 9 in the morning. Um, but yeah, until Friday, guys, take it easy.